Welcome to the Ransom Life Podcast. Ransom Life is a nonprofit in San Antonio, Texas, and our vision is to see every exploited youth redeemed and restored. Our mission is to equip and empower exploited youth to experience freedom and purpose, and we accomplish this through mentoring, counseling, and awareness. Our hope for this podcast is to bring you information on child sex trafficking that is easy to listen to and easy to share. So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ransom Life Podcast. My name is James, and once again, I'm joined by... Sarisa. And we're so happy that you're here with us for another episode. And uh, today we're going to wrap up our series on how child sex trafficking happens by talking about the word sugaring and the concept of sugaring. And a lot of times people think of sugaring in the context of, uh, for instance, a young woman paying her way through college. She becomes a sugar baby and she finds herself a sugar daddy. And uh, that's how it happens a lot. But uh, there is times when it happens with children. And this is a way that traffickers can pull children into child sex trafficking. Uh, so before we go any further, Sreza, can you tell us a little bit more about the definition of sugaring? Sure. So according to the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, sugaring, uh, sometimes it's also referred to as sugar dating. Um, it is when an individual who is wealthy, and they tend to be an older male, but that doesn't always have to be the case. Um, they use cash or lavish gifts um, or something with debt as a mean to facilitate and stimulate their demand for sex and intimacy with a less wealthy individual. And that less wealthy individual tends to be younger. They tend to be female, but that's not always the case. It can also happen with um, males as well. Um, and what we're talking about today specifically is with minors and how the mi- minors get pulled into sugaring and how that turns into sextortion, which we talked a, lot, a little bit about, um, and then eventually trafficking. And as y'all know, one of the things that Ransom Life does is we have a community awareness team where we go out and bring presentations and information and different content like this out to the community to help uh, educate people. And our community awareness director, her name is Susan, and uh, she does a lot of our presentations. And in her presentation, she tells a story about uh, how this took place in her life, how she's seen it uh, happen with one of her friends and one of her friend's daughter. So uh, to learn more about this, I'm going to play a clip of her story. And here's another example, a little nuance to that. The, the term is sugaring. It has to do with having a sugar daddy. This happened to the daughter of a friend of mine. I'll call my friend's daughter, Sarah. Sarah's friend came to her and said, hey, the friend's name is Maddie. Maddie came to Sarah and said, hey, Sarah, I've got a sugar daddy. He lives in New York. I don't ever have to encounter him. I've never even met him. All I have to do is take nude photos the way he wants me to and create videos for him. And he pays me money. He's paid me over $5,000 so far. And he's looking for another girl. And I told him about you and he's kind of interested. Do you want a sugar daddy to pay you money? And all you have to do is send him videos and pictures. Well, Sarah says, yes. She's like, well, as long as I don't have to meet the guy, I can send nude pictures to some guy and make some videos for him. If I'll get paid to do that. So she did. Maddie shared the instant messaging account with Sarah. Sarah began sending the man videos and pictures of herself based on what he told her to do, but he didn't send her any money. So she's like, hey, buddy, like I did what I was supposed to do. Where's the money? And he goes, well, I need you to send me more pictures and more videos. And so she's like, oh, okay. She didn't really understand what was going on, but she did. And then she got ticked. She got mad. She's like, I'm not sending this guy any more videos or pictures. This is ridiculous. He's not sending me any money. 
And so she says, I'm not sending you anymore. And he says, look, Sarah, if you don't want your mom and all the people you know to see the videos and photos you've already made for me, then you better keep making me more videos and photos. I'll have your friend Maddie share them with people you know if you don't keep at it. Overall, because of that threat, Sarah ended up sending this man over 30 photos and videos of herself of a sexual nature. And then she just got tired of it and she stopped. And he did exactly what he had threatened to do. He sent a couple of the photos and one of the videos to Maddie who works for him and instructed Maddie to share them with some of Sarah's friends. So Maddie shared the photos with two boys and three girls in their social circle. Thankfully, one of the girls had been to a presentation like this and she told an adult that she trusted. It was a youth worker at her church. That youth worker had also been to a presentation like this and understood what was going on. That youth worker reached out to my friend, Sarah's mom, and that youth worker filed a report with law enforcement. My friend, her daughter, Sarah, and that youth worker working with law enforcement, um, eventually the FBI got involved. They turned over the evidence, um, some of the texts back and forth and the instant messaging information, the data from the phone. And over the summer, the man was arrested. He lives in New Jersey. He had over 150 images of girls and boys in his instant messaging account that he was sextorting as he had done with my friend's daughter, Sarah. So I just want to reiterate like how easy this is to get pulled into. I mean, think back to when you were a 13, a 14 year old boy or girl. Um, or maybe you are a 13 or 14 year old girl or boy. Yeah. And it's, it's just so easy to get pulled into um, the sugaring, especially if you are already sending nude images to someone like as a girlfriend, boyfriend, maybe. Um, and now someone says, I'll offer you a thousand dollars. If you send me five pictures of yourself as a 13 year old, a thousand dollars, that's a lot of money. I mean, as an adult, that's a lot of money. Um, and so it's just so easy, especially if they're already sexting, to just send like, oh, well, I'm already doing that. I might as well send it to this guy and I'm going to get money for it. Why not? Um, so it's just a very slippery slope and it's very easy to get pulled into um, as a teenager. And as adults, we have to put ourselves back in that mindset. Um, brain's not fully developed and we're thinking, you know, start like remember what it feels like to think as a 13 year old. Um, and that's a lot of money. And in this story uh, in particular, we can even... Uh, see how uh, a child could think logically as to like, yeah, my friend's doing it and it's working out for my friend and she's already made $5,000 doing it. I mean, and nothing's happened to her. Right. She's safe. She's at her house doing it. She's not, you know, she's not meeting someone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And purchasing uh, pornography, child pornography, which is essentially what this is that falls into child sex trafficking. And uh, so if you want, and uh, Susan had also mentioned in the in her uh, story about the term sextortion. If you don't want, know what sextortion is, I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode three, where we talk about how uh, traffickers use sextortion to pull uh, young people into child sex trafficking. Uh, but this is a, a big deal, and uh, we need to make sure that our children are educated, and we need to make sure that uh, we as adults are educated as well. And I feel like it's kind of glorified in our culture. Um 
whether through songs or um, like James had mentioned at the beginning, there's kind of just this, really, it's a misconception, but people that pay their way through college by sugaring. And now it's, it's a harmless thing, but that's not the case. It really isn't harmless. Um, maybe it will start out that way, but it typically evolves into something more. Um, and especially if they're under the age of 18, it's automatically a crime. So, um, I, I just think that there's a misconception about it. It's glorified in our culture and we need to, we need to talk to our kids about the realities of it. And if we think back to the story that Susan just shared, uh, she had mentioned that the reason that this got brought to light was because one of the friends had been to a a presentation, like one of the presentations we offer at Ransom Life, and uh, she was educated, and she talked to a youth pastor, and that youth pastor had heard this content before as well. And uh, that's how they were able to get in touch with the FBI and make a report, and uh, luckily that guy got caught. Yeah, which is not... Not always the case. (laughs) Um, They don't always get caught. And part of that is because people don't say anything. Um, And so a big thing that we like to stress is to get your children educated on the realities of this. Um, And Ransom Life offers an amazing course um, that talks about just kind of everything involved with it. So it talks about sex torsion. It talks about sugaring um, and just kind of the red flags of an unhealthy relationship and how to recognize um, if you're being trapped or tricked into something that um, maybe you didn't originally want. Um, and so anyways, that's, it's just so important. And we, we stress parents when you're talking to your kids, a lot of times the kids will be like, I don't need that mom. Um, like that will never happen to me. And if that's the case, then great. But the the next step that we usually take is, but why why do you, would you not get educated to protect your friends? So this story from Susan, it was one of her friends that said something. And if she hadn't been educated, maybe she never would have said anything. Um, and so we are stressing constantly, okay, maybe this will never happen to you. And I hope it never happens to you. Um, but what about your friends? The reality is it is happening in your schools. It is happening in every school. Um, and so why not be educated to be able to protect your friends? Yeah, so that's the bottom line here. Just make sure that you stay educated. And uh, something that seems harmless on the surface, They people need to know that uh, when you look down uh, deeper into the subject matter, it's not necessarily harmless. It, there's a lot of harm that could be had and a lifelong trauma that could be uh, happening through people, in people, uh, just from something as innocent as what someone would think is sugaring. And so we highly recommend you get educated and educate children and educate your friends, educate your family. Uh, Ransom Life has a great uh, knowledge hub that has information on this and presentations. Uh, But even if you don't find that information through Ransom Life, just find it somewhere. Uh, If there's a local organization in your area uh, that does presentations like this, I highly recommend you uh, checking it out and finding out how you can get educated and uh, how you can give back and support those organizations as well. And so that, that's all we have for you for this episode. Uh, once again, we thank you so much for uh, taking the time to learn more about child sex trafficking so that we can uh, together keep our family safe and keep our community safe. And so we look forward to having you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found this information helpful, please subscribe to our channel and share with your family and friends. Our goal is to educate as many people as possible in hopes of ending child sex trafficking. For more information about Ransom Life, please visit our website at ransomlifetexas.org.